Let's continue in prayer together. Let us pray. Oh, loving God, we do thank you for this season of Pentecost, the giving of your Holy Spirit poured out upon all your people without exception. We thank you that your love is unconditional. You love us just as we are today. And it is your Holy Spirit upon us and within us that reminds us of you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have led each one of us here today a journey to church, a journey to worship. We are your pilgrim people, and we are always on the move, always living with change. And sometimes you call us to leave familiar ways and things and leave behind our comfort zone. So Lord, open our ears and our hearts to your love today and your voice and your call. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we have missed our way, when we have been closed to your guiding presence or when we have hurt or hindered fellow travelers on the way. Forgive us, we pray. Redeem our past. Remain with us now in the present and guide us into your future. We receive your forgiveness paid for us at the cross of Calvary, confirmed in your resurrection, your ascension and your glorification in heaven. Jesus, our brother and our friend. Amen. Well, I've already said what the theme of our service is today. Can anybody remember? what I said it was? Journeys, that's right, journeys. Have you made a journey this week? It might have been a long journey, it might have been a short journey. Have a think about any journeys you've made. And with it being half term, some of you may have traveled. Uh, Joe's going to put on our roaming mic and is gonna come and receive your responses to the journeys that you have made this week. might be within town, it might be further afield. We set off to a place called Bellchamp St. Paul's to help out at a charity store. We got lost. We went round and then realised we were still going the wrong way. We went back, but we did get there eventually. (laughs) Sometimes we do get lost, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been on a journey? Anne's going to go on holiday. Where are you? You're going to go to the seaside, to Clacton. That's going to be great, isn't it? You're going to take a bucket and spade? Yeah. 
No. <laughs> um. oh, Lydia, where have you been this week? We've been to Wales. To Wales? Was that a long time in the car? Lots and lots, lots and lots of sweets, was it? <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, Angela, and I'll come back. Yesterday, I went to Felixstowe to a lovely birthday tea party in the garden of Anita Chenery. I travelled down from Scotland, from sunny Scotland, and brought the sun down here. You brought the sun to us. We're very thankful. (laughs) That's a long journey. That's even longer than Wales, isn't it? Oh, I'll come, and then I'll come back that way. I've been to Dulverton in Somerset, which is about 270 miles away, with my son and family, and the weather was lovely. Oh, that's great. Right, let's come and find Ivy. Last week I went to Scrap Bay. It was Scrap Bay. Scrap Bay. We went to Scrap Bay. Scrappy. Oh, Scrappy. (laughs) Was it good? What did you do? I went to the beach. I went to Morton on the Naze. I went out for uh, tea. I had fish and chips, and it was the best I've ever had. But my daughter had sausage and batter, and uh, it was the worst for her because she was sick. <laughs> okay, if you go to Walton on the Naze, don't have the sausage and chips, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we went camping in Cromer, and the weather was not lovely. <laughs> Lots of journeys this week, I think. Very busy. We returned home from Ramsgate and Kent and sat on the M25 for two hours. (laughs) Oh, no. Nothing is so exciting as what I've just heard, but I went to Chelmsford this week for a cataract surgery. I've been to Clacton to take my brother for a CT scan and I've been to Felixstowe to take a friend to see her daughter. Um, 250 miles in total. That's a lot of miles. Very popular, the East Coast, isn't it? From here, I guess. It's nice and close. Um, One more. I've just spent ten days with my son in Porto Palenza in Mallorca. And we had a day out, didn't we, Joe? Yeah. Yesterday. We went all the way to Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we saw something that we hadn't seen because we lived here for six years and not seen it. So where did we go? We, we decided to go into King's College because I've got a family um, member staying and we thought we'll, we'll show her something new. And we learnt something new too. So we went into King's College and it was beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah. So I can definitely recommend that. Oh, one more, one more journey here. We went to the Strawberry Fair in Cambridge yesterday. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, well done. So we didn't see you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And I'm sure even if we didn't share, we thought about 
some place that we'd been or something that we'd seen this week. And isn't it amazing, all those different journeys, some of us going quite a long way away, some of us not so far, some of us having journeys to help other people, some going for hospital appointments and so on. But what's amazing is that God brought us here today. God has brought us here today and here in church and here watching as well at home. And we thank God for bringing us back, bringing us today to this place of worship, into his house, this new day, this new week. We make so many journeys in our lives, don't we? And you know, in a way, all of life is a journey. All of life is a journey. It's full of new encounters and new experiences. And as we travel on this journey through life, we discover and learn more and more about the world that we live in, seeing new places and things, new people. We learn more about ourselves and we learn more about God. And that reminds us that the journey of life isn't just aimless wandering, but we have a destination. We have a destination. God gave us your life and mine. God gave us this life, our journey. And God is always with us. He has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is with you every single step on the journey. And it is a journey back home to God. It doesn't end in our death. That's not the end of the journey. It's a bend in the road. It's a bend in the road. We're on our way home to God. And in our life, God invites us day by day to make another kind of journey And it's a journey of the heart. It's a journey of faith in God. And Jesus invites us to follow him. And we'll put a a picture of a slide on the screen showing now the journey of faith. The journey of faith. It's all about our relationship with God. Jesus invites us to follow him. I made the decision to follow Jesus on the 30th of June, 1983, when I was 13 years old, nearly 14. And this month, on June the 30th, God willing, it will be 40 years since that commitment. And I'd been taken to Sunday school before then, but... That was a day and a time when I came to the cross of Jesus and I realized that Jesus had died for me, that I needed to confess my sins and choose to live his way. And on that day, I filled in a promise card and it says, my promise, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior and I promise trusting in his strength to love 
follow and serve him all my days. And I put my name and date on the bottom. And it's traveled with me, this card. And on the back, it has a list of his promises from Scripture. Now, I hope and pray for our young people today that you will follow Jesus, that you will make that commitment. And you don't need a piece of paper. You don't need a decision card. So don't worry if you haven't got one. Even the adults, you might not have something. You might not be able to remember the date or the time, and that's okay. But I hope and pray that you will have that promise written on your hearts and choose to follow Jesus. I thank God that he has always been with me. Sometimes I might have gone my own way and got things wrong and missed my way, But I can declare today, as we will sing in our final song, saying to God, all my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. And I can say that today, and I hope that you can say that. Yeah, life is sometimes bad, but God is always good. He is always good. He never changes. So I took on that day one step on the journey of faith and then I take another step and another step and that's how it is in the journey of faith one step at a time and you know the journey for me has led me to many different places and to serve God in many different churches part of the big Methodist church family uh, taking first steps of faith in local preaching and then offering to become a church minister and being accepted. And then 23 years later uh, in ministry, being here today, all by God's grace, sharing the good news of Jesus and his love. Now this summer, many of you know that the Methodist Church is sending me on Again, this Holy Spirit is moving us on to a new place. And I know that I've shared that in church, but I wanted to share it all together uh, in our all-aged service with the children and the young people today because we've not really talked about it a lot, and I wanted to um, share that with you today. That's the next step on our journey. And it's going to be hard to say goodbye in the middle of next month and the clock seems to be ticking down fast. It's going to be hard and painful because you're my friends and it's always hard to say goodbye. Endings are always difficult but we know that God is with us in the ending and the change. And for our young people to know that the church is sending me to a small island called Jersey in the Channel Islands. And we've got a picture on the screen which will show you where Jersey is. Seems far, yes? Seems far. And it is far. It is far. Far have I come and far must I go. But I remember these words of Psalm 139, which has this promise from God. 
if I take the wings of the morning and settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And that's a wonderful promise that I'm holding on. I know that God is going ahead of me and our family and is going ahead of you as well. We can zoom in a little bit on the island. There's Jersey, the satellite view. Now, it's not going to be all sandcastles and ice creams. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I'm going to have four Methodist church congregations to minister to four and a chaplaincy as well. So, I won't be on the beach every single day. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you might think, no, it's not. It's going to be challenging. It's, yeah, the, Joe's saying, yes, you will. <laughs> on days like this. But you'll be in church, won't you? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's going to be challenging. There's, there's sacrifices to be made as well, moving so far. But... It's an adventure, and life is an adventure, isn't it? And God's with us when we move, and God's with us when we stay. It doesn't matter. You don't have to move a lot in your life like me. Um, sometimes we stay in the same place for years and years, and that's good as well, and God's with us there. And here in Haverhill, we heard this last week, and we sent it in an email, but I wanted to say again that should we be without a full-time minister from September, then the Reverend Andy Burrows, who is currently the superintendent minister in the Norwich circuit, he's going to carry on in that role, and he's also going to watch over us here in Haverhill as well. So that's good news for us today. That's good news. We thank, thank God for Andy today and his willingness. So we're in good hands. He's a good fit for our church here and we trust God as we continue in the stationing process to get a minister either this year or for next September 24 and God will lead us on the each step of the way we're going to listen to our bible reading now and I've chosen it because it speaks about the journey of faith for those first followers of Jesus. It's from Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 6, and Victoria's going to come and read to us, please. Jesus called the twelve apostles together. He gave them power to heal sickness and power over all demons. Jesus sent the apostles to tell about God's kingdom and to heal the sick. He said to them, when you travel, don't take a walking stick. Also, don't carry a bag or food or money. Only take your trip, only the clothes that you are wearing. When you go into a house, stay there until it's time to leave. If the people in the town don't welcome you, go outside the town and shake the dust off your feet. This will be a warning to them. So the apostles went out. They travelled through all the towns. They told the good news and healed people everywhere. Thank you very much, Victoria. He gave them the power to heal sicknesses and power over all demons and darkness. 
We're going to think now a little bit about this shell. And we've got a few extra shells uh, that Joe's going to pass around for the children. If the children would like to come and collect a shell to look at. Uh, We haven't got enough to pass them around to everybody, but there'll be some left and we'll pass them along the rows uh, just so that we can have a look at the scallop shell. Now, these scallop shells were collected by Joe and myself when we lived and worked in Gibraltar, and these are from the beaches of Spain and Gibraltar. And the scallop shell is a sign of the Christian journey. In the Methodist church, the scallop shell has had important meaning. The scallop shell was featured on the coat of arms of the Wesley family. And if you remembered being in the Methodist Association of Youth Clubs, you might remember the Methodist shell badge. Uh, There's a little green badge of the scallop shell with an M on it for Methodist. Now, the scallop shell meaning for the journey goes back much further than that because the scallop shell is associated, linked to one of the friends of Jesus, the disciple James. James. It's the emblem of James, who was a fisherman. And I'm sure James knew all about the seashells that he found at Lake Galilee. Now, although this is just the leftover part of a little creature, we remember that at one time, this was under the water. And if I can just borrow that one like that, although this is smaller, (laughs) it would have been two together like that, joined together, and a little creature lived inside and made it its home. And it was alive as well. And I've managed to find a little video that Kathy's going to show of a scallop shell swimming in the water. So enjoy this. You see? Isn't that brilliant? Oh, got it. <laughs> Let's hope you put it back. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So it was a living thing. Now, legend has it that St. James journeyed from the land of Jesus and he journeyed far to Spain. And he was buried at a place called Compostela, which by the 11th century had become a famous place for Christians to pilgrim or journey to. 
And you can still do the walk today. It's called a pilgrimage walk, hundreds of miles. And on the way, you look out for little markers showing the the scallop shell. And we've got a picture there of what you might see. It might be marked into the path, or it might be a marker showing you the right way to go. And then guest houses as well would have that symbol of the scallop shell so that you know that if you were a pilgrim looking for somewhere to stay, that you could stay there. Now, if you look at the shell, you can see that it's lots of different ridges along it, all coming out from the center base. And in a way, that reminds me of the journey of faith, our journey with God. It begins in God. And then we each have our own path that we go on in life. And we know that those pathways eventually bring us back to God. That's a wonderful picture of faith, of the pathways of life. God has brought us on all kinds of different journeys, but he's brought you together as his people in this church. And that's a wonderful thing. And he is with us all the way. Three very quick lessons that the scallop shell can teach us. Firstly, the scallop shell teaches us that God is the God of surprises. You know, when you're on the beach and you're looking or not looking for shells, sometimes one can surprise you. You're not really looking, but there it is. You don't find it, it seems to find you when we're not looking. And you know, that's true of God. God is always looking for us, seeking us, long before we think about looking for God. You are on his heart today. Your name is written on his hands and his heart this morning. I've been continually surprised by God in the past six years as your minister, and it continues to surprise me with God's presence with his pilgrim people, the church here. And you know, that Christian walk that we've been on together It's not been a stroll on the beach. It hasn't been a stroll on the beach. It's often been a long, hard, difficult path for many through the valley of the shadow of loss and death. And such pathways are not smooth like the scallop shell. No, they can be very rough ways indeed. But we can say, Even in the most difficult of situations, we have been surprised by God's presence. Even when we thought he would be absent, God has been right there with us, showing us love, helping us to have the strength to take the next step of faith. God is right there. We are surprised by God's love. You know, a word came to our prayer meeting yesterday. Be ready. 
because God may have a surprise in store for the church. That was said at our prayer meeting, and a good surprise, not a nasty surprise, but a good surprise. So pray into that. Be ready for that when it comes to recognize it, to go on. The second lesson is this, that God is the God who serves us. If you were a pilgrim in Spain on your way to Santiago de Compostela to visit the tomb of James, you carry a shell with you, this scallop shell like this. You might have it hung on your cloak or on a walking stick. And back in the day, and maybe even today, you would rely on other people to supply you with food and drink. And the scallop shell would become your bowl. It would be your bowl. And you could take it and somebody maybe from their house would serve you a portion of rice or perhaps even a drink that you could drink out of your scallop shell. Now, you might feel a bit like Oliver Twist, because it's such a tiny plate. Please, sir, I want some more. (laughs) It is a small amount, but, you know, that meant that any household on the way, any family, however small the things that they had, however little food they had, they had enough to give you some. And that's a wonderful picture of the Christian walk, that we have enough to share, more than enough to share, really. But even if we feel we haven't got a lot, we have enough to share with others. And God has enough for you today. He gives you daily bread, daily bread for the journey, day by day, to give you strength to carry on. The words of Jesus challenge us, didn't they, that Victoria read out. Take nothing for your journey. Take nothing for your journey. A challenge to travel lightly through life. My goodness, we're taking a lot to Jersey with us. (laughs) And maybe times are different. That's how it was for those disciples. And we know that we accumulate things. And if we're not careful, possessions can possess us. So it's good to remember that the Christian faith is really about leaving things behind, letting go rather than just getting. We're challenged not to get too attached so that we can travel lightly. I think of John Wesley who traveled miles and miles on his horse. And I remember seeing on a TV program not long ago, there was this line from a cowboy on his horse. And he said, The difference between what you want and what you need is what you can get on a horse. (laughs) I thought that was a good line. The difference between what you want and what you need is what you can get on a horse. So God is the one who serves us. And the last thing that I want to say is that God is the one who sends us. God is the one who sends us. We might be staying in Haverhill, but he sends you. If you're staying in Haverhill, he'll send you from here, from your home here. 
he may send us further afield. Wherever it is, God sends you. And you know, if we were to think a bit more about the life habits of the scallop as it spends its life in the water, we know that some of them bury themselves in the sand. Some of them can stick to a rock. And some of them are free swimmers, as we saw in the clip. And thinking about your life, which one are you? And perhaps we're a mixture of all three. Sometimes we try to hide ourselves, bury ourselves away. But God calls us out of our shell. He calls us to do things that we wouldn't think we could do, to become people we wouldn't think we would become. Sometimes we have to remain in one place, but he uses us there. And sometimes he calls us on to follow the currents of his love, to be taken and carried through this life. And one day, to land on the heavenly shore. That's our strong hope. To land on that heavenly shore where God will see us as his treasure and he will pick us up and he'll say, that one is mine. That one's mine. It belongs to me forever. And that's a wonderful promise. So those three things, God surprises us with his presence. God is the one who serves us. And God is the one who sends us on today on our pilgrim journey, our journey of faith. As his channels of blessing and healing. So in response to God's word, we're now going to watch and listen to a song by Daniel O'Donnell called Footsteps. And if you know this, you can join in. (laughs) 